From Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. And welcome in. It is the Wednesday edition of The Drive. Dan Peck in the studio. Drew, the capable one at the controls. Bill Cameron in Nashville, Tennessee this week. He will join us again on Monday to tell us all about his honky-tonk vacation. He's going to go... Uh, uh, is, is honky-tonk derogatory? I mean that in, in good fun. And that's a, you know a, a, a way to describe... You know, a, a trip to you know an adjective to describe the, uh, you know, not 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 the entire Nashville area, of course, but you know, a, a sort of a, you know, that's 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 a city I think of when you when you use that uh, when when you use that particular word or phrase. Enough about that. I could I could you know we could talk about uh, the origins of the of the word. Hon- no, Jason's leaving. So no, okay. So we we are <laughs> we're back uh, with with, uh, with our good friend uh, Jason Caldwell uh, from inside the Auburn Tigers and AuburnTigers.com, dot com, who's going to hang out for the first couple of segments. There's a lot going on. Uh, the uh, the portals are open for business in both football and men's and women's basketball. Auburn has made some uh, roster moves in women's basketball, uh, both uh, incoming and outgoing uh, portal announcements there. We haven't talked about it too much, but there have been a lot of uh, of. There's been a lot of speculation about what uh, what could happen uh, in the portal in football. We've seen some players uh, decide to go in. There's an update uh, today as, as far as another Auburn player uh, going into uh, the transfer portal, according to reports. And, and there's also news uh, about uh, the Auburn basketball team. Jani Broom put out a statement uh, last night. There's... I mean, I imagine we're going to get something from Alan Flanagan in the next five days because the NBA draft deadline is approaching. I don't know what the rules are about players who are seniors who have a year of eligibility remaining because of COVID and whether or not they actually have to declare for the NBA draft or if they are just automatically in the NBA draft. I I don't know the procedure there, but the underclassmen deadline is within the week. Which would indicate that Auburn could get, you know, there there could be more news coming soon uh, for the Auburn men's basketball team. Not to mention the players that Bruce Pearl is recruiting right now, who are in the transfer portal and and who could visit Auburn soon and could make a decision regarding whether or not they're going to be Auburn players. There's a vacancy on the Auburn men's basketball coaching staff uh, that could also uh, shake things up recruiting wise and we're going to talk about all that with jason caldwell and a whole lot more take your phone calls as well uh first hour of the drive brought to you by kia of auburn and kia of auburn.com kia of auburn where you're always number one they sponsor the hotline 334-321-1390 the number to dial you can text the show 334-564-1840 on the drive text box presented by our friends at southeastern industrial contractors they also sponsor the podcast which is available however you listen to podcasts so jason uh, how are you on, on this uh, on this gorgeous wednesday doing good dan uh yeah great day it's a it's a beautiful day out there um this is this is what it looks like it's a uh, a little warm for me here in the middle of, of April, uh, but but I'll take it. And and so yeah, doing good. You're right. It's it's a busy time. Um, 
but it's not as busy as as I expected to be. Now I'm gonna knock on some wood because you know things can change in a hurry. But you know we're we're what 10, 11 days from this portal window closing. It's been open four days now. Um, it's a fifteen day portal window. It, it has not been as busy as as many expected. I thought it was going to be a pretty busy time. I really thought, especially at places with first year head coaches. I thought you could see really busy spring portal windows because players who were on the fence about leaving in December and decided to give it a go with this new coach may have decided it wasn't for them. And Auburn's had a couple of players do that. So has Colorado uh, with, with Deion Sanders. Although Deion Sanders got there and told everybody to get into the portal. Right, if you remember that, if you remember that introductory, uh, the introductory uh, statement there that Dion gave uh, his team, and some players have, have followed his advice uh, there. But you know, the the thing is, and, and I'd love your thoughts on this, Jason. Deep down, I suspected that it would be a quieter portal period than it was in the fall, and I think a lot of that has to do with, and football coaches will tell you for different reasons, and, I, and I'd love to know your just sort of perspective on. The importance of, if you plan on being on the field this fall, you better be enrolled in January, or you're really far behind when you get to campus. Yeah, here's what, I, here's what you're going to see. You're going to see this thing ramp up even more in December. That December portal period for schools especially, if you know you're going to need something, you better find it in December because there's no guarantee that you're going to find that person in in this period i think i think we've learned a couple of things one thing is i think we've learned that coaches have figured this out as well anybody that they think can play and help them will continue to be involved in a competition heading into august they're not going to end competitions anywhere that there's guys they think they can help them and 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 give a guy an opening to leave the guys that leave now know they're not going to be in the mix and I think, for the most part, the coaches are going, okay, that's, yeah, that's where we are, too. Uh, and so it's an unfortunate side of it, uh, but it is the side of and, and the world we live in right now with the transfer portal, with the NIL world, with everything going on. It is, um, it is a, 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 I don't say. We'll go mercenary? You want to, you want yeah, to say a little things? bit. more. Yeah, I was thinking more about. Um, Cutthroat? Yes. About uh, that. From both sides. Yeah. Because if you're a coach right now, you better be recruiting every position on the field, on the court, wherever you are. You better be recruiting that position because you don't know what your roster is going to look like in a month either. You could have three guys leave and you go, well, we're done. We're, it's over with. We have no recourse to go get anybody now. You better be recruiting and anybody you can. I, I don't know that there's a position anywhere where you go, we absolutely wouldn't take a guy. How about this? I'm ready. The December period is going to be so important moving forward. I totally agree with you. And I think it's going to be so important, Jason, that unless unless you go 8-4 and four or better, you got to really think about turning down that bull bid because you're busy during that time period and you don't need to be doing practices in Las Vegas while other teams in your conference are hosting players for official visits on campus. I, I could see coaches deciding, you know, we were 6-6, six and six and I need to hit the ground running in recruiting. We don't need to play a postseason game this year. We don't need the bowl game. And I, I just, I wonder if, because if you put, if you make December that important for recruiting, you don't need to be playing an exhibition game in El Paso it, it, or, or Shreveport it, instead, of, instead of recruiting. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have... 
an impact on somebody for sure um, when you look at it. But Billy here, Napier shouldn't have played that bowl game. Well, here's the flip, the flip side is your conference is going, hey, no, those are important. Those are games for us that, that you're, you're going to play, and I think there's going to be some pushback from the league on, no, we need – Hey, if we you can get nine teams in a bowl game, then we want nine teams in a bowl game. Yeah, but if you're if you're a coach, what's more important? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's important. I, I agree. It's important. But I, so I, is, so well, is December recruiting. Well, well, here's the part of it too. For years, it has always be been those extra practices gets you a head start on on the spring. Well, now how many of those guys are going to be there? Your young guys. How many of them stay around if those, they how, haven't played? How many of those guys are going to be at the practices? Forget about forget about next season. Yeah, you know, it, it, everything about it is 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 so different, yeah. and and it's such an unknown. I mean, you have players skip the practices and come back next year, right? I mean, we've we've had those situations. Just had one here, Ab- absolutely. Yeah, so I, I mean, mean, a couple of years ago, two years ago, Tank Bigsby didn't really practice for the Birmingham Bowl. Right, he and, was he was on the fence about uh, you know about his future and, 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 and knew- played in the game and came back. Yeah. Yes, um, I don't know. I when I when I think about it, I, I think about all the changes, and um, I do know this. You're right. That December has become the most important month in the college football calendar. It, I mean, games are absolutely important, and but there's not one month that's any more important than the others are in that month. December, right now, because the early sign appeared and because of that first transfer portal, is the absolute most important month in the college football calendar. And it is so dangerous to try to, and, and I think that's why we'll see teams pulling that. We'll see programs pulling the plug on coaches earlier in the season because oh it's going to happen more and more you can't you can't start a coaching search on December 1st you can't do it and 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 or even i mean even going into December without a head coach in place you you've got to be done like you know auburn that's that's as late as you're going to handle one really um nowadays you're going to have an idea of that person in place you're going to make that move yes it's going to happen we're going to see We've seen it in in some pro sports leagues before, not as much in the NFL, but seen in basketball and hockey a good bit. Where it might be one one third of the season in, and they're going, "No, nope, we're pulling the plug. This isn't working, and we're moving on." I think you could see things that early in football if there's somebody that's they're like, "Hey, you know that this is probably the last chance, and if it doesn't work early." And you have one of those losses. I could see it happening really, really quick. I mean, we've seen situations in the last twenty years or so where a Power Five school will pull the plug on a coach two or three games into the season. It's a catastrophe. Usually, what's going on on the field, and you presume off the field behind the scenes if a coach is getting fired that early. But no, I think the uh, the importance of having a stable situation in place when December when November turns to December, it, it's so important now. That yeah, you you might see schools decide we're going to begin our, our search earlier uh, because we, we know we're going to be in the market for a coach. I'll tell you what we're going to do: we're going to take a break early, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk with Jason Caldwell about the uh, rumors and innuendo uh, around both Auburn football and Auburn men's basketball uh, with what they could be doing in the portal and 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 some other things going on with both programs. We'll, we'll talk about that, and and then uh, we might might run that again in hour number two because I've had some people asking. Uh, for, uh, for 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 at least some Jason Caldwell in hour number two that that's been a, a constant thing so, so depending on what happens we, we might be able to rerun that but we'd love to hear from you three three four three two one thirteen ninety but Jason Caldwell in the house for the first couple segments don't go anywhere we'll be back you're listening to the drive is what the Auburn roster looks like at the moment and what it could look like uh, very shortly so we're going to talk with Jason about that when we come back hour number one of the drive stick around.
continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back. Hour number one of the Wednesday edition of The Drive. Dan Peck in the studio. Drew at the controls. Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers. AUTigers.com. Yeah. AU Undercover. Yeah, that's it. All Everybody. that all that in between. We were talking about football a lot. Um, Basketball-wise, uh, Chaney Johnson, um, kid from UAH, is expected to visit uh, tomorrow. Um, this is 6'7", 220, 225. Um, shoots a pretty good from outside. Was the Gulf South Conference Player of the Year. Um, Thompson High School and has grown like four inches and gotten bigger since he's been in college. A guy that's that's become a, a pretty hot commodity on, on the D two level. Yeah, yeah. D2. High, highly, yeah, highly productive D two player. Yeah, and so uh, you know Auburn saw him. They played in an exhibition game that's against right. them last that's year. Right. He had fourteen points on like six of fourteen shooting. So he had fourteen points against Auburn in, in an exhibition game. So they they got to see him then. The the thing I'm the thing I'm waiting. I mean, because because within the roster you've got Janai Broom announcing, and and we should we should talk about the Janai Broom thing because Janai Broom put out a statement last night saying that he's going to uh, test the NBA draft waters, get an evaluation, yeah. presumably come back and play another I, year of college I, basketball. I, I, I think this is this is the freebie they give you to go. Hey, here's here's what we think you need to do to become an NBA player. Now, for some reason, I thought he used his freebie before transferring to Auburn. I think, honestly, I think year, in basketball now you can do it. Yeah, I don't think there's one. Uh, yeah, I think you're, football, I think you're, you have the... I think you're allowed to, to, to so come back and now there's there's a deadline and Do May. it again and do the same thing. So I think, I think you know, he'll be a guy that they'll go... You need to 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 finish around the rim more. Um, and by the way, players players should be allowed to drop out of the draft and come back to school I, virtually I think, whenever I they want. Nowadays, then you need to give you need to they need to give guys every opportunity to come back to school. Yes, um, it's better better for the better for the NBA better, too. It's better for the NBA. Yeah. It's better for the college game. It's better for the kids. It's better for everybody involved. And so I think it's a good move. So yeah, waiting on that one. I I, I think I'm I'm still like. You know the majority of folks. I, I feel like it's just a matter of when Alan Flanagan announces, as opposed to if. Um, I mentioned earlier in the show there's a there's an NBA draft deadline in the next few days. I don't know if that necessarily applies to Alan Flanagan because he's technically a senior, uh, but. Uh, you know, I think it, yeah, if I think he has to if he has to declare, he would have to declare in the next couple yeah, of I think, days. I think he just yeah, you're right. Uh, because of COVID stuff, and who knows? Who maybe knows he, maybe he doesn't work. have to declare. I don't know how it works. I don't but. know either. But yeah, I would I would expect him to go give it a shot. Um, and you know, if it didn't work, maybe play overseas or something. I don't I don't see him going somewhere else to play college basketball because of his age. He's a guy that's been pushing for this moment. I think he's a guy that's going to go try to play professionally somewhere. That could be a shrewd pickup, you know, down the line. This is a guy who had you know, a, a he, he was viewed as a very real. NBA draft product or prospect before the scooter incident, and I don't think he missed a game this past year, which would indicate that some of the athleticism yeah, I, I, is is bouncing back. and And I thought I, he was trending upwards towards I, the end of the I year. I think physically, physically, he's fine. I think you know he's he's over that. I think physically, he's fine. I think he's still continuing to 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 try to find the consistency in his game and do some of those things. But 
I think that's a guy that, that a team said, hey, let's go take a look at this guy in camp and see what it looks like. And I imagine that he would be welcomed back to the Auburn team if he wanted to play another year of Auburn basketball because, I mean, that's that's 25 to 30-something minutes a game of production that Auburn could get at the three. And if you take that away, suddenly Auburn is looking at, I mean, internal options are not. I mean, you can play Chris Moore at the three some. Yeah, but that's that's when you start to look at at you know Matthew Cleveland. Um, you know that that's the guy you look at going, hey, you, for a one for one situation. If you could bring a guy like that in from Florida State, what would that look like? A guy that's supposed to supposed to visit here soon, here maybe the next week or two. A healthy list of schools. Yeah, that that's a guy that. I don't see everybody in the country, but but almost everybody in the country. You know, Auburn has had so much success in in Atlanta. This is an Atlanta kid. Auburn recruited and offered him. They were one of the first ones to offer him coming out of high school in Pace Academy there in Atlanta. And so that's the guy that you look at to me and go that what you're looking for. Not he's not a, a 45 percent three point shooter, but he's a scorer and a physical rebounder at the three and, and the guy that gives you some some I think a different. It gives you that mindset that, that almost says the Miami guys have had the last couple of years. Very similar. John Rothstein uh, has a, a, a short list of schools that have contacted uh, Matthew Cleveland since he went into the portal. Uh, we mentioned Auburn. Arkansas, Clemson, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Indiana, Kansas State, Miami, Michigan, Missouri, NC State, Pittsburgh, SMU, Texas, Texas A&M, and Wake Forest. Uh, both of his parents are Georgia Tech grads, uh, so one would imagine Damon Stoudemire would try to use that angle uh, to lure him to Georgia Tech, although it doesn't seem like that's uh, where he's headed. And then, of course, last night, I didn't, a school I left out of that list, uh, last night reports coming out that North Carolina is in the Matthew Cleveland uh, sweepstakes, and, 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 and there, there are quotes from when UNC played Florida State earlier this season, and Hubert Davis was extremely complimentary of Matthew Cleveland's game as an opposing player. And you mentioned Auburn's success in Atlanta, Jason. Uh, North Carolina has also had some success pulling players out of the Atlanta area before. So that is a uh, an interesting contender. Whenever North Carolina gets in the mix for a basketball player you're after, right? That's one of those schools where you start to you start to sweat a little bit. So that that's uh that's something that's heated up in the last twelve hours, twenty four hours. Or so is is the North Carolina interest in Matthew Cleveland, uh, which could uh, which, which could throw a wrench into some of Auburn's plans potentially. I, I would immediately put them as so you know, as one of your top competitors for Matthew Cleveland if they're indeed uh, in in the uh, in the competition. Yeah, no, I think I think Auburn is absolutely squarely in that um, because of the, like I said, the success that Auburn's had in in, the, in Atlanta would be a big deal because it's the guy that you know Jabari Walker Kessler. Isaac Okoro, I mean, you know, pretty similar to the same age. Sharif Cooper, uh, these are guys that that would have all have known each other, and obviously they could go, "Hey, look, we had a great we had a great situation there." I think that that gives Auburn, I, I would say, a leg up in my opinion going into this thing. There's also Devin Cambridge, who is in the transfer portal after averaging about ten points per game at Arizona State this past year, playing with his brother, making the NCAA tournament uh, with the Sun Devils, and I know one of the subscription services based out of Arizona State has offered a prediction that Devin Cambridge will end up at Auburn. Yeah, I, I think Auburn is in the mix there. I, I think the question is going to be what the the graduation thing looks like because he was not a grad transfer. He was a transfer. Now he will have to graduate from Arizona State before he can go elsewhere because it's that second move. And so 
that'll be the thing we talked about timeline it's 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 the same thing for basketball you want to get a guy in it in in the middle of may end of may whenever you get ready to start these summer sessions because you're able to practice and do things in the summer so having a guy on campus in the summer is vital maybe not as much for devin cambridge if he came back to auburn because it's a similar you know you be very familiar with what you're doing on you know offensively defensively the sets you run all those things but from a chemistry standpoint it's it would be important so that's a question there but um, again, basketball is the same way. You could have a couple more names pop up here, uh, you know, that that could add to the list. I would imagine that Devin Cambridge, because he's in the portal at all, I would guess that he expects to have his undergraduate degree by the end of the fall. He's class of he was high school class of twenty nineteen, so I, I would I would think that 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 would mean he would you know for a little more than four years if he graduates. Before the beginning of the fall semester, if he graduates at the end of the summer, uh, he would he would have been in college for a little bit more than four years. I would just be surprised if he was in the portal with uncertainty about whether or not he was eligible to play next year anywhere but Arizona State. Now, maybe he's maybe he is in the portal, just you know, believing he can he can risk it or or figure it out. But I, I would be extremely surprised if if he's in the portal and not eligible this fall to play somewhere else because well, then then he should have maybe stayed at Arizona State well, if that's well. Didn't Grayson McCall do the same thing? Yes, Grayson McCall went. Yes, there. Well, well I, but I don't know if it's been confirmed that he was ineligible anywhere this fall. Right? It's just sort of been rumored. Well, that that's, well, that's, that's one of the beliefs the as to why he, he yeah. went back to school and, and is to go back and, and make sure he graduated. And we'll see if he's a guy that if he's not playing at Coastal Carolina this fall, it will be fair to assume that that's he, what happened. That he that, that that's what happened. That's what happened. May, yes, and, maybe, and, yeah. And as a grad transfer. The portal window would not then matter, right? Yes, correct. I still, you know, my my theory, my my uh, my other theory about Grayson McCall would be that that TD Ameritrade guy that used to be the head coach at Coastal convinced him to stick around for one more one year more, one because, more time. because there is a wealthy benefactor who cares about Coastal Carolina football. Like there is one guy. If who, you're if you're talking about potential for NIL money at a school that wasn't a Power Five. I would guess that Grayson McCall probably had the potential to to be as in good a shape as about any player in the country. Quarterback at Tulane is a guy that 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 is that because that position, that position and the importance of those positions, especially for guys that have been there, done it before. I would guess those two guys in those situations are probably having the opportunity to 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 make some pretty pretty good money. Oh, by staying by staying home. by staying I mean, yes because, because you, can, the market, you can make it yeah. leaving. But you're also already, you know, I think, because of what you are to those teams. Let's talk about a couple other positions on the Auburn basketball team. I know, I know you got to run in, in the next few minutes, but uh, it, it feels like with, uh, with with Denver Jones in the picture, between Trey Donaldson, Aiden Holloway, Denver Jones, and Katie Johnson, I mean, Auburn is Auburn done at guard? Because those are four guys that can play 20-plus yeah. minutes a game I, I, at the one or the two. I, I, and I, that's, think, I think you feel good at, at those spots. Uh, and, and if you can find a three that in a pinch can play the two, then I think then I think that's the perfect case scenario. Because yeah, you're looking you you got it's impossible to have three deep at, at five spots. You don't have any scholarships. And so you're looking at, at a mix of two ones and twos. That's what you got there. You got, you know, K D in a pinch could play the point, but is a two, you bring in Denver Jones. You got Aiden Holloway, Trey Donaldson who could play the two in a pinch as well. And so you give yourself some options with those guys at the guard positions. It feels like to me, unless somebody just goes, man, we can't pass that guy up. 
then then you would feel pretty pretty set at those spots. Generally, Bruce wants four guys who can play, who look like they belong out there at guard. Yeah, and, that, and that's what it seems like this team could have. Yeah, we'll we'll see if they add a fifth one. And then at the it's similar in the post. I mean, he wants four guys who could play either the four or the five that he can mix and match. Jalen, assuming Janai comes back, you've got Dylan Cardwell, and then you know you if they go after a big man that was a a reserve at Clemson would. So probably came went after him for the same role at Auburn, a guy that could be a very poor man's Walker Kessler. He's committed to NC State. Um, but you look at, and now we, we just talked about from UAH is a guy that could be a, he could maybe be a 3-4, and especially the way they play the fours, very similar to Jalen Williams and a guy that could could be a, the true stretch four. Um, How many minutes, let's assume that Auburn lands Chaney Johnson. Between Chaney Johnson, Dylan Cardwell, and Chris Moore, you know, how many minutes a game could you give those three guys and feel good about both maximizing Jalen and Janai, but not asking them to do too much, right? Because there's probably I, I, I th- there, there's a line. I think if you could get those guys eight to ten minutes a game, uh, you know, four four or five minutes each half, and then it, and if you have foul trouble, counting on those guys, that's where the extra body comes in. If you have some foul trouble, especially the big guys, do you have another guy? that can bridge that gap a little bit. We saw it this year. Auburn had some issues at times when Dylan was hurt. Um, that's the only time we really saw Johan Traor play a, a bunch. That's where you look for that extra guy to, to maybe be that fifth big that can, can rotate a little bit. I feel guilt because they're, you know, we're out of time with you. You got to run, but we got baseball. You know, there's, there's, there's very little to talk about just, just briefly. Cause we got, we got to take a break, but uh, just briefly your thoughts on the importance of the series this weekend against state. Yeah, it's, it's, it's huge, but I, you know, you look at it and, and obviously you need to win a series. Um, you, you're five and 10 at the halfway point. You got to get to 13 and 17, in my opinion. The schedule you played, Indiana's going to outplay pretty good. USC's going to outplay pretty good. Lipscomb solid. Your, your RPI is going to be in good shape. If you can go eight and seven on the back end, then, then I think 13 and 17 will get you an NCAA tournament. Can you do more than that? Can you, yeah, you can. You got to get more consistent pitching. It's been better the last four or five days. Um, they've they pitched it better. Um, and you look at it. Starts this weekend. You you're on you're two on the road. I mean uh, two at home and three on the road. The first half. Now you've got three at home, two on the road on the back end. Got to take advantage of those home series. Jason, before you uh, before you head off, tell everybody about how they can uh, keep up with all the great work you do. Yep, check us out at, at auburnundercover.com, aetigers.com. We get you there as well, and also follow me on Twitter at itatjason. Enjoy your weekend at the ballpark and. Uh, I will uh, tell uh, tell Brian and Adam Cole. Uh, we'll give, give them my best. Absolutely, we'll uh, do it. How, how was uh, how was the the dogs? You see some. You see some uh, there was a bunch there. Yeah. yeah, and I think they're at softball tonight. So it's a back to back bark at the park night. Very, very very cool. All right, we're going to take a break and come back to wrap up hour number one. We will be back. You are listening to the drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on the drive. <laughs> The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back. Final segment of our number one on the Wednesday edition of The Drive. Dan Peck in the studio. Drew at the controls. Open up the phone lines, 334-321-1390, if you'd like to join in. Great stuff from Jason Caldwell. 
the incomparable Jason Caldwell was able to uh, uh, make some time for us. And uh, uh, again, and it's it's on me that we didn't talk more baseball because J- Jason will uh, you know Jason can do a full hour on the Auburn baseball team if we need him to. But but so much other stuff going on football and basketball portal windows open a really important time uh, for uh, player movement in both of those sports and we're tracking that as well. We got some baseball talk there at the end uh, with Jason. Speaking of Auburn baseball, I've got. A pair of tickets to Friday night's Auburn Mississippi State game that we will give away. Uh, you want to? You want? You tell you what? Just next person who wants them three three four three two one thirteen ninety two free tickets to Auburn and Mississippi State Friday night's game. That, that's what I got two tickets for right here. So the first person who wants them gets a, a pair of tickets. And I see the phone line lighting up already as we uh, as as we uh, have some uh, yeah some tickets courtesy of our friends in the athletic department there and Auburn and the Mississippi State Bulldogs who won the national championship I don't know what a year and a half to oh, nearly 2 years ago uh, they uh, they won the uh, they won the national championship in Omaha Ole Miss of course the the reigning uh, champions in college baseball but but Auburn will welcome in the Bulldogs Bulldogs played uh uh, in front of a uh, record crowd in Starkville uh, last weekend against Mississippi State, and so b- both of these teams trying to uh, to to start the second half of conference play with a victory against the other in the series. And Drew, we got we had a winner. JJ wins the pair of tickets. Congratulations, JJ. Uh, might have another pair of tickets to give away before the end of the show. So stay tuned. Don't touch that dial, as uh, as they say. We might uh, might be able to get another pair of tickets for you uh, before the uh, and and if not today, maybe tomorrow. You know, you never know. So uh, so so be listening there. But congratulations to JJ. He is going to see Auburn and Mississippi State play some baseball this weekend. Also, want to mention. Because it's a little more than a week away, we will have wall-to-wall coverage of the NFL Draft right here on ESPN 106.7 with the ESPN Radio team covering it for ESPN Radio. And, And we'll talk about it a lot over the next week as well. But that's getting started in just over a week right here on ESPN 106.7. Hour number two coming up of The Drive. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. As we edge closer to tip off of Game 2 of the Bucks Heat first round NBA playoff series, Milwaukee's currently listing Giannis Antetokounmpo as questionable with a back contusion. Memphis' John Morant with that hand injury. Game time decision. Game 2 tonight versus the Lakers. ESPN radio coverage in one hour. Excessive and over-the-top actions, conduct detrimental, and repeat offender history. NBA executive VP Joe Dumars told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski those were the reasons why the league suspended Warriors forward Draymond Green one game. Green 
being disciplined for stepping on the chest of Sacramento's Demonis Sabonis in Game 2. The suspension, though, could actually be a galvanizing moment for Golden State, believes ESPN's Monica McNutt. The Warriors play notably better at home. Their defense, I believe, is top five rating on at home. It's like 27th on the road. So I think the shooting falls, I think the defense shows up. Now, Draymond is absolutely a critical part of that defense, but just by the sheer fact that they are at home, you still have Steph, you still have Clay, you still have Gary Payton, guys that understand what is required in terms of winning. Green serves the suspension tomorrow in Game 3. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? And one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hour number two of the... Wednesday edition of The Drive. Dan Peck in the studio. Drew at the controls. Bill in Nashville taking a little break, a little break uh, to, uh, to enjoy a conference and all the cool stuff the city of Nashville has to offer. I think uh, Media Days is in Nashville in a couple of months, so... I don't know. You know, could could uh, could could make that trip myself. We'll see what happens. But it's uh, uh yeah. We'll we'll hear from Bill on Monday as he enjoys his uh, next uh, uh you know next next couple of days up there in Music City. And uh, want want to say congratulations to JJ who called in just before the hour ended and won a pair of tickets to Auburn baseball against Mississippi State on Friday. Might have another pair of tickets to give away before the end of the show. So stay tuned if you're, if you're trying to listen to those. We talked to Jason Caldwell from Inside the Auburn Tigers and AUTigers.com about the transfer portal and everything going on in both football and basketball relating to both the uh, the the players that Auburn uh, could lose to the transfer portal and also Auburn's targets in recruiting in the transfer portal. And there's news on all of those fronts. And if there's time, we might rerun some of Jason's remarks here in hour number two for folks who are unable to hear him uh, during his live appearance on the show. Let's get some business out of the way. Hour number two of The Drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika. On the web at orthoclinic.com. You can call the show, 334-321-1390. Anything you'd like to add to our uh, our discussions. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which is available however you listen to podcasts. Braves, lightning hot, 
Lightning hot's not right. Braves, uh, light, lightning is fast. I mean, I guess lightning is hot, but the, uh, the, the Braves, the white hot Atlanta Braves, edit that out of the podcast, Drew. The, uh, the, the, that, that's a super inside joke. The, uh, the, the white hot Atlanta Braves who have, uh, been playing very well in San Diego, uh, over the last couple of days, they are trailing. One nothing as the Padres get out of a little bit of a jam there with the uh, with with Acuna in scoring position and Austin Riley at the plate, but the Braves trailing one nothing to the Padres uh, going into the ninth inning in that game. But the Braves looking like at least the best team in the National League and, and maybe the best team in all of baseball to start this season, and, and they're still uh, getting some players back and, and rounding into form, and, and they may add uh, before the deadline is over. They've shown a willingness to do that when uh, there's a position of need. I kind of think the Braves might add an outfielder before the season ends, depending on what else they get, uh, what, what kind of production they get from uh, fr- from guys like Azuna and Rosario uh, between now and the end of, or between now and the deadline, really, would be when they uh, would have to make a decision like that mentioned it when we were going into the end of our number one, uh, but we will have wall to wall coverage of the NFL draft on ESPN 106.7 next week. We will try to carry all of ESPN radio's coverage of the draft Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That means, uh, and I don't know, if, I don't know if we've said this on the air, Drew, uh, but we're only doing an hour. Next Friday, we're, we're going to take, uh, we're just going to do the, the four to five hour and then hand things over, uh, to ESPN radio coverage of the NFL draft. Looking forward to seeing, I mean, there's a couple of storylines here. You've got the, uh, the, the question of whether or not Bryce Young is the first overall pick to the Carolina Panthers. And it's starting to look more and more likely that he will be, uh, the first overall pick to the Panthers. But, but if not, you know, do they go with CJ Stroud? Do they go off, off the beaten path? The odds markets seem to think, that the betting markets, uh, you know, the, the odds are telling you that it's it's probably going to be Bryce Young first overall. One would think a quarterback needy team like the Houston Texans picking with the second overall pick would then go with C.J. Stroud, the other top quarterback on the board. They could, I mean, that, that's not written in stone, though. I mean, we don't know how Houston views C.J. Stroud. We don't know if... Houston has uh, their eyes on a defensive player with the belief that they get a quarterback later. And then after those two are, 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 are settled, assuming it's C.J. Stroud, and, and we don't know that, but assuming it's, it's Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud with the first two picks, then you've got all bets are off. I mean, it could be Anthony Richardson. It could be Will Levis. You could start seeing defensive players go off the board. So th- there's, there's intrigue. Early in this NFL draft, I would say even if it's even if it goes as expected one two with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, I think then there's the potential for 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 chaos to reign uh, depending on who views the next few players on the board as top priorities and, and and whether or not they're worth pursuing with with that kind of draft capital. We're going to have all that for you here on ESPN 106.7 uh, next week. We're also going to be paying attention to where some of the Auburn players in the NFL draft end up. Colby Wooden, Derek Hall, Tank Bigsby, Owen Papo, Eku Leota, among the familiar names that are testing uh, NFL draft waters this year. I would expect most of those guys to be picked, maybe all of them, uh, to be picked in the draft uh, before uh, before things end uh, uh, next weekend. Uh, but 
uh, yeah, we we don't know who's going to be the first one or, or where things uh, where things will shake out as far as where where, where those guys actually end up in uh, their NFL careers. I think it was Barrett Salee yesterday who said that of, of the Auburn players in the draft, uh, he's he's got the most confidence in Tank Bigsby uh, having a long and productive career, which is you know tough thing to predict. He acknowledged that with running backs, that's a very unpredictable. That's a very unpredictable uh, position for a guy coming into the NFL. It's, it's tough to know what kind of career a running back is going to have because there are so many variables, and those careers tend to be shorter uh, than other uh, other careers in the NFL, other positions in the NFL. But you know, I could see just because talent ultimately comes through so often in professional sports, the talent wins out, and that's where Tank Bigsby, you know, in, in just in spades, you know, he's got that, and we'll see if. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what kind of NFL career Tank has, but I could see why uh, someone who look takes a big picture look at this. They don't, they don't just look at it from an Auburn lens, but you know, they they know a lot about all the uh, different uh, prospects on the board at different positions. They could still look at Tank Bigsby and say there's something really, really special uh, with the running back coming out of Auburn. We'll have wall to wall coverage of the NFL Draft next week here on ESPN 1067. 334-321-1390, the number to dial. Love to hear from you. In the meantime, I really thought Jason made good points about both the football portal and the basketball portal, so we may run some of that for you when we come back. and take a break a little bit early here in hour number two. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Wednesday edition of The Drive. And come back with more. You are listening to the Wednesday edition of The Drive. to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wednesday edition of The Drive. Dan Peck in the studio. Drew at the controls. Going to talk to Brian Matthews tomorrow. Usually have him on Mondays. He was here on Monday. But he's going to pop in for an extra uh, an extra show this week. Looking forward to that. Bill's uh, in Nashville enjoying uh, the uh, sights and sounds and smells and tastes of Nashville, Tennessee. But he'll be back on Monday uh, to tell us all about that. In the meantime... Uh, ran a little bit of Jason Caldwell from earlier in the show as uh, Jason 
uh, told us about the landscape of football recruiting. Also got into it about basketball recruiting with Jason. Might run a little bit of that as well. But first things first, let's get to Mitch, who's on the phone. What's up, Mitch? Hey, Dan. Um, <clears throat> I was too lo- lazy to look it up, so I thought I'd ask you. I was uh, working on a dish machine today over at uh, the Beach House in Sandestin, and they were showing uh, Auburn Stanford uh, on ESPNU. Uh, and it was 2-1 to one in, like, the second inning. What was the final score? Oh, the final score of last night's baseball game? Yeah. Auburn ended up pulling away at the end. Auburn Auburn put it on him there. Let me see if I can get the uh, I think it was like I want to say it was like 12-3. I might I might have that one. I might have that wrong. So let's let's take a look as I pull up the official. Uh, 12-3 is what I went with. I think I think let's see here as we're as we're getting 13-3 and they 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 run ruled him in 8 innings. So uh, Auburn oh. Auburn ended up uh, piling it on there late and they they called the game after 8. Okay. Who is who is? Uh, I guess uh, I think I heard it was Bark at the park tonight for softball. Who is softball playing tonight? Ooh, I don't know the answer to that question either. Softball, as uh, as Mitch <laughs> Mitch asking me specific things about this job, and uh, and and me not knowing the answer to those questions. Uh, Auburn softball takes on. Uh, let's see, uh, Jacksonville State will be the opponent tonight for Bark in the Park. That makes sense. It would be an in-state, uh, out-of-conference opponent. But, uh, yeah, Auburn will uh, Auburn will welcome a 26-13 and 13, uh, Jacksonville State team as the uh, as the number 19. I haven't talked a ton of softball this year, but they're off to a uh, – uh, they're having a good season there in, uh, in the softball program, 32-13 and 13 overall, uh, number 19 in the uh, – in, in the – uh, in the polls, and they've got a uh, uh, yeah. It's it's going to be like you said, Mitch. Uh, Bark in the park, uh, and there's also uh, meal deal tickets where you can get a ticket ticket and a uh, hot dog and chips all for ten bucks. So yeah, if you haven't been to a wow. so, you haven't been to a softball game, weather actually will be pretty nice tonight. So uh, if you're uh, looking for something to do in the Auburn area, uh, yeah, go uh, go look at some uh, uh, go, go look at some. There's some some, some dogs in the crowd, uh, some hot dogs you can get on uh, on sale, and and then some some softball action. On the field, so so yeah. I'm glad glad you mentioned that, Mitch. Nap, nah, we're losing you, Mitch. We're we're losing you on the, on the break of there. Didn't understand a word of that. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, it's it's better now. Okay, um, something you brought up a couple of years ago, and actually put it on my calendar because I'm a big fan. But uh, today is the anniversary of REM's first uh, or whatever. Back in 1980, I think you brought it up a couple of years. Oh wow! And, uh, this is this is the first the first show as REM. Is that the anniversary? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, a great a, a fine band out of Athens, Georgia. Uh, Mike Michael Stipe and uh, and, and company. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, God, I can't believe I'm that old. Um. So, <laughs> but uh, later, and like I said, I'm. I'm I'm just going to jump around. But uh, the Bluebird Cafe, that's where I think he said Garth Brooks and uh, Taylor Swift were... uh, Yeah, it's it's a... It's it's one of the... uh, It's one of the leading sort of... Uh, open mic, and I don't think it's open mic. I think it's booked, but it's it's one of those. You know, it's it's kind of the, the one of the destinations for open micers in Nashville to, uh, to to get a big platform and a big stage to uh, uh, for for industry showcases and and to build a fan base and things like that. Yeah, I think it's one of the one of the places in Nashville that's built a reputation as a something of a launching pad uh, for the careers of of different country music artists. Okay, now is 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 it an actual cafe? Do they actually serve food? 
It's a club. I don't know if it's you know maybe they maybe they I could not tell you if there's if there's a menu with like I think there's food. I mean, one would think because it's uh just because it's a it's Bluebird Cafe. I'm you know what I'm looking at the website. Yes, there is a menu. Yes, they serve food. Okay. So it's okay. food. It's you know it's a, it's it's a restaurant with an event space. Okay. Okay. Because uh, I mean, I mean, I'm a big Andy Griffith fan, and and I'm pretty sure that that. There's reference in the Andy Griffith show of a Bluebird Cafe, and so I don't know if they got the name from the show, or if they were, or the show got the name from them. I'll, you know, interesting. That you're talking, about, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's the same one as the one they had in Mayberry. Um, no, but, of course but not. The, Mayberry doesn't exist. But all right, well, <laughs> I mean, so so I I don't know the connection between the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville and the Bluebird Cafe as referenced on the on, on the Andy Griffith show. Hey, you know, I watched uh, since we're talking about country music anyway. I watched um, a face in the crowd uh, a couple of months ago, and I'd never seen it before. And it's a, a movie with Andy Griffith before he was a, a sitcom star, and he plays wow. a, a a country music singing drifter. It's a, a popular movie from i think it's an Ilya kazan film from the uh from from the 50s he's great in it yeah he just just really uh really cool and it's it's i don't know it's a strangely it's a modern uh feeling uh movie you know uh, sort of with the you know a cautionary tale of of celebrity you know gone uh gone awry so i, I don't know it's, it, it's it's very different what? from the it's very different from the andy griffith you see on the tv show but he's he's oh, wonderful yeah. oh. in it Okay, now is, is, is this one where he? I mean, uh, maybe the one you're talking about. Is this the one where he, he seems like he's psychotic and he's crazy? And, so he's and, the yeah, but he's but he's the charming celebrity publicly who's like kind of a troubled yeah. uh, a tr- you know a troubled guy behind the scenes, uh-huh. and eventually it it sort of eventually his vices uh, uh, get the best of him and and not to spoil anything but you know it's it's about a rise and a fall of a of, of a big star yeah it's it's called and we appreciate the phone call Mitch yeah we're, we're losing you there on the, on the cell phone breakup but yeah it's called a face in the crowd is uh, is the uh, is, is the is the Andy Griffith film and yeah we'll check it out if you're if you're a fan of his work old old movie from the uh, uh, from from a few decades ago but but a but a good one let's take a break uh, might have time to run some of the Jason Caldwell stuff uh, about basketball recruiting when we come back don't go anywhere you are listening to the Wednesday edition of the drive